Hey guys, this is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. We want to celebrate with you our third season of podcast episodes and let you know we have a super exciting episode for you. On the first part of the journey, I was looking at Radical Rocks. There were fossils, minerals, and rocks and things. There were sand and hills and rings. The first thing I found was a geocrystals, quartz with no clouds. The agate was hot and the ground was hard, but the gems were there to be found. See, I've been through the desert, found a rock with no name. Felt good to have in my hand in the desert. You bet, folks, we have got a lot of rocks to talk about today. I'm using a different computer here, so I'm not really sure how to turn down the volume. There we go. We're going to talk about um, Tesaverite, Jadeite. We're going to talk about some crazy, crazy stuff. Breast milk jewelry. We're going to talk about field trips, quartzite, gemstone beach, top mining stories of 2021. We're also going to talk about Onyx 2022. That might be a little different. Lithium and so much more, guys. So thank you for tuning in. Um, Let's get right into it. If you are not part of our social media, it's pretty easy. Just look up Radical Rocks in your search engine, and you can find us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor. Uh, I think I got a video or two on Rumble. We've got a bunch on YouTube. We've got the podcast, of course, on every major podcast uh, application. We've got uh, blogs at Blogspot. So just look up Radical Rocks, and we are going to be the top ones that pop up there. So let's get right into it. Um, Gemstone Beach. This came up in a search. uh, Travel backslash back hyphen your hyphen backyard backslash. um, You will find it at the stuff.co.nz, which is New Zealand. So this beach, Gemstone Beach, is in New Zealand. Our friends in New Zealand, we're going to be talking about New Zealand a couple times today. Um, In Southland, you will find beautiful gemstones at Gemstone Beach. I'm not sure what the rules are for taking them home, but uh, this is how it's spelled out here in this article. On the wild south coast of South Island, you will find hidden gem, really, quite literally, Gemstone Beach is full of colorful rocks. If you look long enough, you could find even some semi-precious gems such as jasper, quartz, or even sapphire. The beach is often pounded by a ferocious sea with steep, crumbling cliffs. So this is one that is not suitable for swimming, but it is quite a backdrop for gem hunting. So they're really leading me to believe that you can do some gym hunting. The article actually talks about several wonderful beaches in New Zealand. 
and you will have to scroll down um, quite a bit to look at it, called The Secret Beaches You Need to Visit This Summer by Brooke Sabin, and that came out on the 28th of December. Pretty good information. All right, next, I am using a uh, different computer today that I'm not very accustomed with, so I really got to be careful. I'm going to kind of slow down so I don't mess anything up. This is not my normal computer, but I had the opportunity to do the podcast today on the road with another computer, so I took advantage of that. Now, for fossils, there is in the conversation... It is theconversation.com. You will see a medical scan reveals the secrets of New Zealand's extinct marine reptiles almost 150 years after the fossil was discovered. It looks like there might be credit to Volk Adin, CC by ND. I'm not sure who that is, but I always give credit where I get these sources it says author Paul Schofield over to the left here. So possibly he's the author. It's kind of a weird format. But anyway, this dinosaur is a plesiosaurus. The plesiosaurus was a marine dwelling, basically the Loch Ness monster with a giant crocodile mouth that would swim around and eat sea creatures, obviously by the design of the head, the skull, the teeth. This is a carnivore. They used this CT imaging at the New Zealand research. They said it was found back in 1872. And what they found out was by scanning the head, they could tell the way the ears were. And that gave an indication of how it would have swam. So this creature... In contrast to the Loch Ness Monster, which is often shown with its head up, this creature would have swam with its head down, mostly down. So, very unusual. You could just imagine its long neck stretched out, getting ready to devour some of its prey. They found beds of these fossils in this area. The museum that I had forgot to mention earlier was the Canterbury Museum. There, the director... Alexander McKay collected these fossils and looked at these fossils back in 1872, so it says. And now they're looking at them again and finding out uh, more about them, how they swam, how big they were, even though they were collected 120 years ago. There's some nice pictures here. There's also a South American link where they have found other plesiosaurus. Just to kind of let you know, it does look like a Loch Ness Monster. It has this very, very long neck, this crocodile-like head that's smooth, though, not bumpy like a crocodile, and large flippers. The neck seems unproportionately long compared to the body and tail. The flippers are ginormous on this creature. It looks like a head, a long neck with a swimming stomach, basically. Must have been quite the menace back in those days. Onyx is actually a real gem, but 
For 2022, Onyx is actually the first baby that was born at the Cornwall Hospital, and I thought it was just so interesting. I wanted to share it with you. Todd Hambleton wrote about this on January the 2nd, and they have a picture of this uh, beautiful baby named Onyx here being the first one born, so I thought that was kind of fun and added that into our show today. Now, your new government-subsidized electric vehicle may not have the life you think it has, and it may cause more global environmental damage than you realize. Take care before you buy the hype. According to author David Chaston at interest.co.nz, New Zealand is just all over our uh, our subjects today. We've got a lot of New Zealand sources here. So David Cheston is from New Zealand, appears, or at least he is an author for their magazine. They show some piles of these salts in this salt flat in Bolivia, which is a pool of lithium-rich brine. Now, last week we did talk about some of the techniques that they're trying to find to make these lithium-ion batteries more efficiently and with less uh, pollutants. Now, the New Zealand government has these subsidies of almost 8000 or even more than $8,000 a car to get you to want to buy a electric-powered car. So that might be an option that you want to look at. Could be, could be something worth it. Now, of course, there's other countries that are in on this. Uh, Tesla is building these gigantic factories, partnering with Panasonic in the U.S. China and the EU is churning out all sorts of uh, cars and then new battery cars from Japan, South Korea, and India are coming soon or already out. They're being, being made and on their way. Now, the problem with lithium that the article goes into, and again, um, you can look this up if you want at interest.co.nz, is there is a lot of waste, there's a lot of mining, there's a lot of issues that come about. Now, most of the lithium comes from Australia, and then there's some in Chile and Argentina. They're hoping to use some of this from Chile and Argentina because it's brine reservoirs. They're hoping to use liquids, but most of it comes from hard rock mining, open pits. The mines uh, use giant equipment, explosives. It scars the landscape, and then they have to roast these rocks to release this lithium. It requires large amounts of water and releases 15 tons of CO2 for every ton of lithium carbide. And they're still not done at that point. There's even more. And then the waste is an issue. So it takes a lot of water. They have to drain all this water. And it's typically where lithium is found is in water-scarce parts of the world, which leads to indigenous communities um, suffering in most cases, according to this article. Now, China and a few other Asian countries are um, very controlling of this trade because they have a geopolitical power 
and a monetary value that is desired. So where is the new minerals going to come from? We know that uh, there's just not a lot of it out there. And even if it is there, there's a lot of issues. Um, Lithium-ion batteries are more than lithium, however. According to Wikipedia, chemistry, performance, cost, and safety characteristics vary across lithium-ion batteries. Handheld electronics use mostly lithium polymer batteries with a polymer gel as an electrode. Lithium cobalt oxide, cathode material, and graphic, uh, graphite anode, which together offer high energy density. Lithium ion phosphate, lithium magnesium oxide, and lithium nickel magnesium cobalt oxide may offer longer lives and be a better rate of ca uh, capacity. But such batteries are widely used for electric tools, medical equipment, and other roles. And this all takes a lot of other specialized mining as well. So, producing battery-grade lithium carbonite will cause groundwater contamination with metals including atomani, arsenic, according to the U.S. Environmental Impact Documents. Hard rock mining of clay out of mountainsides comes with tons of sulfuric acid used to treat it at the source. In most cases, it contains modest amounts of radioactive uranium documents have exposed. So the article goes into quite some deep, uh, detail. It says that these batteries usually last about five to eight years. And with what they have, um, there's about 100,000 kilometers. New advances undoubtedly will make them last longer. Um, for the and then another research suggests the batteries could be made from cheaper existing materials that are um, being researched. It's still kind of not developed science. So lithium and uh, hydrogen are practical now. Now, when you look at hydrogen, it's it's really a good option. Um, but the article does go into some of the other minerals for these electric vehicles nickel, graphite, cobalt, and they also have their own environmental issues that lead to high emissions of green gas into the atmosphere and use large amounts of energy derived predominantly from fossil fuels. And then the cleaning of it and the disposal of it is a whole nother can of worms that uh, makes it kind of a break-even um, situation. Anyway, there's a lot more on this article. I'm not going to talk about everything on it, but it goes on to quite some detail if you are interested in that. But these are some things you might want to think about. If you're an investor, you might, might be interested in investing in some of these things. Now, here's another mining project, and then we'll, we'll move on to some other topics. I've got a lot more rock and gym, and we've got stuff on jadeite and... Uh, to save right and other m minerals and fossils that we can talk about. But this mining project is in India. It is India's largest coal mining project. And you can find out more about this at moneycontrol.com. And what they have, uh, they are going to have to relocate thousands and thousands, uh, over 21,000 people will have to be removed. And a lot of these people have lived their whole life there 
There's a quarry in the area. They give a story about a father and son that rely on this for their income and their home, and they're probably going to get uprooted and moved out. Hopefully, um, they will find another home for them, and and uh, there will be jobs for everyone. But that's not what the article tends to be talking about. This area um, looks like uh, is governed by the government. That's how it works in India. I don't think you can own a mine there just being a citizen. They pretty much control it. They feel that there is 1,198 million tons of coal and 1,400 million cubic meters of basalt. They want to invest in this and uh, move all these people out of the way. And they have um, started the process of this. And it looks like it's going to move forward. The people that are still there waiting to be relocated do not know where they're going to end up. And they are concerned. So um, hopefully this story will develop into something a little bit more promising as awareness becomes known. But... uh, at this point, the matters of relocating uh, and pollution and things like that are not really um, known how they're going to deal with all this because apparently there's a lot of pollution that goes along with this. They have some pictures of some of these buildings starting to be built. The coal mining office is under construction, so it looks like they are moving ahead. This is going to happen, and uh, they're going to mow down trees and houses and all that to do that. Well, I don't know. I mean, it would be nice if they relocated the people in a decent way and maybe gave them a job. It sounds like they're not doing the best there, and this could be a good project for the community, or it could turn out to be very bad. We'll have to see how it goes. All right, what if you were in your apartment and you had this uh, old coffee table and it was pretty, it looked kind of cool, you know, looked kind of like a mosaic. And you found out it was 2,000-year-old Roman mosaic, and there your coffee cup is just sitting on there. Wouldn't that be something? Now, what if you found out it was worth thousands and thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands, even a million uh, dinars, what it says here, and we'll talk more about this. At three or theepictimes.com, the article, let's see if there's someone credited here, always give credit where credit is due, the picture is courtesy of Dario Del Buffalo, and written by Michael Wing on December 30th, this beautiful Roman 2,000-year-old mosaic, which is like tiles, is quite the beautiful pattern in reds, oranges, there's black and white tiles in this. Quite ornate. It uh, was found in an apartment that someone that was on lived on Fifth Avenue had bought it. They had it brought into the uh, into the American country. A little bit uh, suspicious how they were able to get it in here. Wasn't really the right thing to do, apparently. And, but the museum who wanted to get this back um, had not seen it since the 1960s, I believe. 
They didn't have any receipts for it. They had no proof that it was theirs. So they went ahead and confiscated it because the woman who had it in her apartment did not get it by uh, proper means, had it in this country in a strange, strange way. It, they do have a picture of it from about 1960, and it was found by actually pumping out a lake, Lake Nimi. This lake, uh, probably in a province somewhere near Rome, was, let's see what it says here. Some 2,000 years ago, the colored marble piece had once decorated one of two enormous luxury flatbed barges commissioned by Emperor Calgoyle in venues for extravagantly decadent parties on Lake Nimi. Despite conflicting accounts and looming questions, historians have named Calgia great-great-grandson of Julius Caesar an unpredictable tyrant, even deranged. His life and reign was short. In AD 41, four years after crown, he was assassinated at age 28. His barges of debauchery were massive in size, spanning 230 feet wide by 240 feet long. Upon sinking, they carried with them artifacts, including marble columns, lead pipe for running water, and colorful mosaics with psychedelic patterns to a watery grave, only to be dredged up some 1,900 years later. Then in the 30s, um, when it was drained, this museum, a lakeside museum, was established, and um, the Nazis retreated in this area and... Uh, burnt a lot of the area, but this particular catch of stuff was not destroyed, and um, that's when it vanished, sometime around that and before that, and then it shows up all these years later. So this picture is actually from the 30s, not from the 60s. I made a mistake on that. So you can find out more about this interesting mosaic that was found by someone who drained a lake in the 30s and... uh, then somehow got uh, stolen and confiscated uh, before or during the time of the Nazis and ends up in a New York apartment. Crazy, crazy. A nest of fossilized eggs in Brazil was laid by carnivorous dinosaurs uh, millions of years ago, it says, before loose sediment buried them in the ground. These are some eggs in very good condition. Uh, They are studying them, and hopefully we will hear more about it. When you see them, they don't look bad. The shell is very, very much intact. They are a crocodile morphic egg in the look, but they are actually much bigger and longer than typical fossilized crocodile eggs that you would find, which are normally no more than about three inches long, where these babies are are much, much larger. I think these were um, four to six inches long. And you can read about that at dailymail.co.uk under the title that I mentioned to you. All right. Top mining stories of 2021. You can go to mining.com and look up the top 20 mining stories of 2021. We're not going to go through them all, But I thought we could highlight some of them just kind of since it is the end of the year. There was a lot of pandemics in 2021. We're all aware of that. Uh, It was a very rough year for many people. It was like uh, 
2020 part two, right? Mining is just as important as ever, and there is a lot of mines for Tesla. He needs to build another 20 million cars a year, so that was top news. Um, at the UN COP26, we saw an attack on mining, and the statements were made that we're digging our own graves. At the same time, uh, around that same time, scientists developed cheap and easy method to extract lithium from seawater. This is still being developed, but uh, they feel they can do this with sort of a, a resin to collect this mineral. There's a $5 billion hoard of metal that the world wants but cannot have. Um, I think that would probably be in Afghanistan and... Um, it says the South China Sea and talks about aluminum, talks about Vietnam, Vietnam, and uh, says there is millions of tons at the aluminum in the ports of Detroit and New Orleans and Europe and Malaysia, and they are stockpiling 50, a stockpile of 50 kilometers east from Vietnam's biggest city is likely the only notable one left. But apparently, all of this mineral is being stockpiled in these different ports around the world. Chinese billionaires and Vietnamese say it is accumulated from China by Global Vietnam Aluminum LTD. Sounds like they're trying to maybe corner the market, huh? And uh, the article goes in to talk more about this aluminum that is being kind of uh, the market cornered. So that's the $5 billion in metal. Iron ore miners lured to work in the outback with resort-style living. Cobalt nickel-free electric car batteries are something that is being investigated. Canada could be a top player in the EV battery market. We have a new mineral that's been discovered. We talked about that. Uh, several new minerals. If you look through our shows, you will see those. Silver prices surge as GameStop, GameStop trade moves into precious metals. Alaska's largest gold nugget ever is up for sale. Um, you can see that it is a massive 201 pound gold nugget put up for sale after 23 years. They're expecting at least $1 million price tag that went up to sell, uh, in December of 2021. I don't know what it sold for, but, uh, that was some big news of the year that you can look into. Uh, copper is the hot, hot ticket, guys. Copper is real rare. It's going to be needed in electric cars quite a bit. And um, there's just not a lot of copper mining going on right now. So that there's several stories on copper this year that are pretty hot. South Africa is uh, getting more and more gold. Uh, what else? Super material discovered in air could be the key for batteries. We did talk about this. It's crystallized electrode um, of a leaking alkaline battery here. They talk about that in a paper published by the Journal of Nature Materials, Northwest University, explains the new 
studies of a new invention for new materials for energy. Initial target was a combination of silver, potassium, selenium, a four-layered structure like a wedding cake. These 2D materials have length, width, but almost no thickness, almost four atoms high. It's explained that this is a superconducting material. It loses all resistance at the movement of electrons when cooled to very low temperatures. But uh, they're still working on this superconductor 2D materials for these wonderful batteries. But there's some promising research coming out of that. More news on copper mining. Um, a discovery that may give solar cells more power. Gold price, they feel, will be record this December. I haven't seen that happen yet. And that is it for the top 20 <coughs> mining stories of 2021. Now, I don't remember if we talked about this story or not, but it just shows you when you try to lock up areas that... Um, are easy to just kind of mine off the top surface that you are creating a situation where it has to be guarded pretty much by gunpoint day and night, okay? I can tell you stories of people who've discovered something, went down, filed a claim, uh, started working on it, came back, and somebody had come in with a bulldozer, some explosives, and dug out all the premium stuff uh, very quickly, I can tell you stories about going to dig trilobites up in uh, the California deserts and literally go back in there and tons and tons of material were removed by people who could drive up there and get it. So this happens all the time. It happens all around the world. And in this article on Man Oraman, Oh, I'm not even sure what this says. It's O-N-M-A-N-O-R-A-M-A.com. This Jisha Syria writes an article, Treasure Hunt Gang digs Pelode Forest for gemstones and leaves cops clueless. Now, there is some discussion that uh, maybe somebody tipped him off, but this is, I believe, in Africa in the Pelode Forest and um, the words look kind of Asian. Officials in Corilla were alerted to this illegal gemstone mining activity. This is in this forest. It's pretty rare. Um, it looks like they used explosives. And um, they had a camp shed for these forest workers who kept an eye on it to make sure people weren't doing it. But, uh, yeah, it looks like it looks like they were gone because they were worried about rains or floods when they came back, they found deep trench, remains of campfire, alcohol bottles, and such. And they said seven years ago, nine people were arrested and put in prison. Now they have not made any arrest. Um, they don't know what to do. They said it's very hard to get in there. They're not sure how the people even could have got in there and out of there so quickly. But uh, I'm not even sure what kind of minerals are there, but... There's a huge hole that's dug out, so it must have been some pretty ghoul minerals that were dug out of there. I'm, I would guess some sort of uh, precious gemstones of some kind must have been in there. 
And I do not see, I read this article pretty thoroughly when I found it at the beginning of the week. They said they had no evidence. They show many, many pictures. They had to bring in pumps to pump out the water because the area fills up with water. So these guys really kind of knew what they were doing. Okay, next. Today's word search from Jadeite to Tesaverite discover rare gemstones worth owning by Sanya Nayim. And you can go to gulfnews.com and look this up. At the beginning of the article is this table. I thought it was like a round cabochon at first glance, but once you blow it up and look at it, it is a beautiful, ornate carving of Asian buildings with trees, a waterfall, a fountain. Um, very ornate and beautiful from the Quink, the QING dynasty. I guess that's. Queen Dynasty. I'm not sure how you would pronounce that, but uh, it is a jadeite table from the 18th to 19th century. I guess they don't know exactly when it was carved, but uh, some of the things that are favored gems are emeralds, rubies, jades, and cat's eye, but uh, this particular mineral is super rare. They have It's rarer than jadeite. This, to savorite, resembles an emerald, but it's actually a more expensive version of a garnet. Since garnets are usually red, Tesaverite's unexpected bold green hue and rarity make it one of the most desirable emerging gemstones in the modern age. It was discovered about 1967 and then entered the industry about 1974. This lush green gem can be found only in one place in Earth, Africa. It's named after the Tesevo National Park, one of the oldest parks in Kenya. So here's another one of those stones. It's just only in Africa, kind of like uh, the um, Tanzanite. So very rare, very desirable, something you want, want to get on your collection list. Um, there is another green beauty, jadeite. It's a rare, very hard variety of jade known as imperial jade. The gemstone is highly valued, especially in China, where, as we talked about, it's used to make beautiful carvings and jewelry, beads, things like that. Miramar is one of the most famous places for mining rare jadeite, but parts of Japan, Kazakhstan, and Russia also are known for jade. Some jadeite from the Spanish era, and we also talked about in Guatemala, some beautiful jadeite being produced there. Um, people used to put it on their sides, believing it would cure kidney ailments. And jadeite can cost as much as $3 million per carat. Wow. In 1997, a jadeite bead necklace called Doubly Fortunate was sold at Christie's Auction in Hong Kong for a whopping $9.3 million. Holy moly. I have some jadeite. Maybe I better hide it. Finally, Another stone, citrine, also, uh, it's French, meaning citron or lemon, a variety of quartz that can be found faint yellow to deep brown hue. Semi-precious supreme, uh, citrine is second most popular after blue topaz, according to the website Jewelry Shopping Guide. So here are some beautiful stones <coughs> Excuse me, that you can read about. Um, 
If you can't afford Jadeite or some of these other ones, then that's what you can get. I like the Tesaverite. I would definitely like to have a chunk of that. But if it's a million dollars a carat, that might be slightly out of my price range. Now, this one kind of shocked my wife when I mentioned it. My kids were like, what? <sighs> jewelry made from breast milk. Yes, people want jewelry with meaning. How breast milk became a gem. You go to nytimes.com. You look that article up. You will see it there. It's a style uh, website under the New York Times by Emily Gorillo. And they have a picture of a necklace here that is a white creamy white heart and it gives a story here of a mother who had uh, nursed her baby for some 18 months and you know it was getting time the baby's getting weaned and it was getting over with it was a very good bonding for her um, she had had to have a c-section and not the regular pregnancy she'd hoped so this breastfeeding was a very important bonding and she found an unusual way uh, to keep a keepsake from this moment on a parenting Facebook group, a making jewelry from breast milk. She knew she had to have one. Um, if that's the first time you've ever heard about it, it's a niche type of market. Uh, there's lots of trin uh, trinkets that you can wear and make out of organic matter. Earrings and brooches fashioned from human hair have been popular since the Victorian time. Synthetic diamonds manufactured from the ashes of your loved one. Um, umbilical cords and baby teeth have been saved, as we know. But this woman saved about 10 milliliters of breast milk, sent it to a company called Keepsakes by Grace, no, no sponsor of the show or anything, and about a month later, she received a milky white heart-shaped pennant in the mail. Another woman made uh, a ring with two little milky gems, uh, oval-shaped, on it for the experience of breastfeeding her children. So if you want to look that up, there's the information. You can find out about it. The article, again, is at the uh, nytimes.com. Just look up... Uh, jewelry made from breast milk should pop up and you can find out. It says, um, founder of Mama's Liquid Love said that her clients have similar motivations when they buy her breast milk jewelry. Miss Shapiram, who has a pharmacy doctrine and lives in Rutherford, New Jersey, sells earrings, necklaces, bracelets, and rings featured bre featuring breast milk stones priced at $90 to $1,500. This year she sold nearly 4,000 pieces. So there you go. You can look through. There's several pictures, different models. The article goes on and on quite a bit more if that's something you're interested in. Now, guys, let's talk about some field trips, okay? We're all getting ready for 2022. Want to go on some field trips? Check out the Searchers. They're in Anaheim, California. Um, you can probably subscribe to their um, Facebook and stuff like that. They send me a newsletter. January, they're going to Burrow Creek and Quartzsite. They are going to Arizona on the 15th to the 18th. They're going to be collecting at Burrow Creek. They're going to stay at the Burrow Creek Campground. They have uh, pretty good stuff there for camping. They're going to look at all this beautiful uh, pastelite, a fine-grained porcelain jasper with pastel colors. 
as well as agates, jaspers, including the fabulous but elusive Burrow Creek Purple Agate. Gotta have it. Um, they have some streams to cross, things like that. Um, they have an alternative way to go. It is kind of a four-wheel drive area, but they have contact here. If you contact the club, you can get that information, find out more about it. Maybe they can help you get there. Um, you would have to talk to them and make sure. The 19th, travel day to the court site. They are going to go there to the show. They're looking at the powwow. Field trips on the 20th and 24th. Going to be one awesome time. I wish, 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 wish I was going. I am just hurting that I don't get to go. February, they're going to a field trip to Hector Hills, Hector Flats. Um, they're going to find Banded Jasper there and Cal Sedney. They may look for other material, look for lava tubes and caves at the Pillsgraf Crater. Four-wheel drive recommended. They have all the camping information and everything there. So you will want to check that out. Um, they're already talking about going to the Chuckawall Mountains in March. And there is some good material to be found there. And other trips are already being talked about. Um, for April, May, and June is a little bit hot, so they may take a break there. That's a good time to go to the beach or the mountains if you know a good spot to do that. They've got quartzite information here. The Desert Gardens Gym and Mineral Show has announced their 2022 day uh, show dates. Seven days a week, 9 to 5 in Quartzite, Arizona. You can look that up if that's something you want to do. Um, they've got the Tyson Wells, Tyson Wells Cellarama, Quartzite Show, and other trips down the Broadsh Broadshaw Trail, known as Gold Rush to La Paz. Wonderful area. If you've never been there, I would recommend you go there. Hauser Beds. Uh, other trips that they've got planned is Opal Hill Mine and more. So much more, guys. So you will definitely want to become a member of the Searchers. If you are planning on going into this area so that you can do that, they've got all the gym shows listed here and much, much more. Guys, that's about it. I want to wish you a happy new year. Thank you for tuning in to our first episode of our third season. Remember, rock hounds don't die. They petrify. <laughs>